Neil makes me laugh. This is interfering. This is timing. He's going on about some report he wants doing. It's podcast recording day, you know. <laughs> Imagine if, uh, you know, Storm French is going to Lenny Henry, you know, he's going out the door and she's going, oh, you haven't done the washing up, you haven't put the rubbish out. He's going, do it yourself, I've got to record some podcasts. <laughs> 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 oh man, how you didn't break us up last year? Brilliant. It had to be that quote though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the classics. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode five of season two of the Wern and Blog podcast, the only podcast dedicated to breaking down, discussing, and reviewing at length the UK edition of The Office. My name's James, and with me, if you wanted dancing, you should have come to him. He does more modern stuff than that as well. It's Danny. Big time. <laughs> and he's not in the room with us, so he's just jealous of the view that you two are getting. It's Seth. Wrong, I've got the arse this side. <laughs> and his wife and kids are going to see those. It's Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I had one planned, but I can't do it now. Stop trying to worm into someone else's intro. Oh, that threw me. <laughs> She laughs so hard I broke my pen. <laughs> Dear me. Right. Okay, so everybody, welcome to the fifth episode. We've, I mean, it is, it's a bit sort of uh, frightening that we've only got two episodes left of this series. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I know, we've flown through it, haven't we? But the thing is, I've been really looking forward to each, each episode, though, so it's kind of like I'm looking forward to the end of the podcast in a way, which is wrong. Well, like you said a couple of episodes ago, we kind of like just went through what the upcoming episodes were. Yeah. It was literally just hit after hit, wasn't it? It's true. Oh, yeah. Just been yeah. Motivation last week. Charity this week with the Red Nose Day. Yeah. Oh, this is such well, a I've been life. looking forward to this one particularly because um, it's a great episode. And I think, as, as we pointed out before, Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant are really good at taking an area of comedy that's not necessarily been mined before and, and wringing every last drop out of it. Mm. Yeah. I think Red, Red Nose Day and Comic Relief is perfect. It's so Brent. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, such yeah. a perfect 100%. day for Brent. It's like his Christmas day because he gets the chance not just to be the clown and show how wacky he is, but to show how philanthropic he is. Yeah, and yeah, what, yeah. What, yeah you know, he's both sides. Man, he is too. Yeah, so true. To Brent's bow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it genuinely is both sides of Brent brought together, isn't it? And yeah. Like, what should be his perfect day to just show what? A, yeah, what? A but also more than normal, this is the perfect red nose day because it's like it's a perfect storm for him because he's not only got the red nose day to have fun with, he's just off the back of this motivational speech, so his ego is all like hyperinflated anyway. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so yeah, to go yeah, from yeah. that to suddenly being able to make the whole office laugh is just his. And he's and he's doing this on camera, getting to show the world. Yeah. What yeah, a yeah. funny, wacky, and generous man he is, you know. Which just makes it all the harder when actually the way this episode ends, do you know what I mean? Because this is literally yeah. as big and as happy as this guy ever gets. But we also, we've seen the warning signs from Neil for the whole series, so we just know that the sort of Damocles are hanging over his so head. So true, yeah. And he's so, he's so hyped up and we're just like, Brent. Oblivious to it though, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, well. have a look around, don't you realise what's happening, yeah. You've got on with it, yeah. Right. The main point about this episode is that it's Red Nose Day, right? So this yeah. is obviously, we talked about it before, this is a big day for David Brent because it's the day everybody else is supposedly laughing and joking. And he's so overjoyed and Ricky Gervais almost overplays it. I think he's actually corpsing some of those oh, scenes. Oh, I totally agree. He's actually laughing. Yeah. I was going to say, I love his laughter in this because it's, it's absolutely just Gervais it's 100%. coming out, isn't it? Yeah. He's so corpsing. He's corpsing. You can see when Finchie's doing his squeal <laughs> beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is just <laughs> laughing. It's Ricky Gervais, yeah. not David Brent, you can tell. Whenever he's laughing, you are 100% getting Ricky Gervais here, by the way. Yeah, yeah. In this yeah, show, yeah. In this yeah, episode especially, yeah. but you're right there. That, that, the yeah. bit when Finchie's there and he's just laughing along with him is fucking brilliant. I mean, but Gervais must have just been loving that, though. Yeah, just allowed him to kind of get... Oh, it's right up his street. Yeah, which is tell, what yeah. you can tell from the bloopers, from the uh, cutscenes, that he's just always on the verge of corpsing anyway. So yeah. hearing yeah. him get away with it, it would matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, of course, he, the, the, in order to uh, illustrate how much of fun they're going to be having this day, he brings over Keith. And keeps dressed yeah. in head to toe in the Ali G stuff. So this is obviously <laughs> around the time Ali G was, was massive at the time. Yeah. Not quite as massive as Keith though, probably. 
<laughs> and not only is the uh, Keith dressed up as Ali G, but then Gareth hops over on his oh, foot. Oh yeah, yeah, on, on one foot as well. He he's spending the day hopping around on one foot. As if that's the most funny thing, hop. the most yeah. innovative thing that someone could think of. So he just he he, he explains the fact that because of Red No Day, he's got Slough Gazette. He's got the Slough Gazette coming in, hasn't he? What time's it coming down? About five-ish. So, they love us. Uh, no, I think it's just me. I've got some plans. So. We could all be in it, then. Well, not really. I called oh, them. They so. love us. All yeah, stop trying to worm into someone else's photo. He's almost a bit authoritative. Yeah, yeah. Well, he ta- that's what I was going to say. He takes off the nose to get yeah, back yeah. into boss mode. He takes off the nose. <laughs> yeah. off the nose. <laughs> he really wants control of Red Nose Day. He wants to be the architect of what's going on around this. Because it's his day. He's reveling in it. It's the, he, he describes it as a, on this, the day of laughter later on when he's being made redundant. That's what he sees it as, like the day of laughter. Yeah, literally, it's his Christmas, isn't it? Like it's, it's yeah, yeah, some no, it some, some venerated it's, day of. Yeah. It's his holy day. <laughs> there's, there's there's Brett there with his red nose on. There's Gareth hopping. There's Keith dressed as Ali G. Yeah. And then Dawn's just sitting oh. there like, what the hell? Well, Dawn's sitting oh, there. Dawn's face kisses. expressions yeah. are dynamite there when she's sitting behind the office looking at Brent. <clears throat> yeah. Brilliant. So Brent turns to Dawn and references the fact that she's selling these kisses, and you know it's a bit saucy, a bit naughty, but you know it's all for good cause. And then enter Finchy. So Finchy comes in, and don't forget, we haven't seen Finchy since the end of episode three. With the calls. With the calls, right. So we had that really awkward exchange between him and David, and yet David is straight away, you know, all over him again. He can't believe it's And it does seem a bit weird that he's literally only in this one scene in this episode. He comes in for... Whenever a preacher's come in before, Mm. it's been a big turning point of the episode, like a big plot point of the episode, or there's been some kind of twist that revolves around the fact that Finchy has arrived. But in this, he's literally in it for one scene. Does does yeah. his bit? It's, it's kind of really show, isn't it? Really? It's almost just a, it's well, funny. It's very, it's, very, it's very, funny. very funny. But it's almost to reset the fact that David has forgiven him in a way. Because yeah, then yeah, that yeah, means yeah. next time the betrayal's even worse. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what it is. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's also because otherwise, if you didn't see him again and you didn't see him again until the Christmas special, you could just think that the animosity between them is from the episode three. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah, because the last time we saw them, there was a bit of tension there, wasn't there? Yeah. So then Finchy kind of... Oh, so bad, isn't it? <laughs> Finchy... Uh, give me a kiss on the nose for a good cause. Yep, sure, put your pound yeah, in. Yeah, Dawn's up for it. I mean, Dawn's, good. Dawn's perfectly happy yeah, to play along. She's just kissing there. anybody who'll put a pound in, right? I mean, that wouldn't happen now, right? I, I don't know. I mean, I think it, it's a it's a plot point, isn't it? Because it does seem the Dawn, what we know, wouldn't really be up for that. Yeah, She, she wouldn't yeah. really be willing to kind of do that. Maybe... Trudy would have been up for it, but oh, maybe Trudy not Dawn. But it's yeah. there so that we done can have that. Done it for free. <laughs> Nana's, Nana's up for it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's there so that we can have that scene later with oh, Tim we'll come on to that. All right, so Finchie wants her to give him a, give him a kiss on the nose, and uh, she says, absolutely fine. And then he puts the uh, the nose on his knob, and he says, <laughs> kiss me on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> and then Brent is absolutely oh, loving it. Absolutely peels away laughing, yeah, doesn't he? Squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. Squirrel, yeah, squirrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much will I get for a tenner? Yeah. Squirrel, big squirrel. And he just goes into full-on deliverance. Mode. And oh. it just goes on for so long. And that face, yeah, yeah, so yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. And then it does that. Zoom in on his face, and it just looks evil. He just yeah, yeah, yeah. twisted. It's the worst. He's got a very face. evil face, Ralph. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ralph Innocent. I mean, we we've probably given him you know props already in the podcast, but this scene is great actually. You know, just that face, the impression. Yeah. Oh, it's just love everything about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Second best. Uh, have we finished that competition now? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Finchy, it. are the results in or? Yeah, yeah, well, the since they're both in this scene. Yeah, yeah, results well, are in. On our on our um, Facebook page, mm-hmm. we've been and our Twitter page actually. So on our social medias, we've been running the best supporting character tournament, haven't we? To yes. find who is the best supporting character in the office outside of obviously Brent, Gareth, Tim, and Dawn. Mm-hmm. And the final came down to Finchy uh, Finchy versus Keith, yep. which we all kind of guessed it probably would. And Keith came out on top. 
So in this one scene, we both in this scene with uh, hanging around the reception desk at the beginning of this episode, mm-hmm. we've got both the best supporting characters yep. in the show. And as you say, Keith won it, but honestly, I can't tell you how close it was in the final. It was really divisive. Oh no, I bet it was. Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah. it came down to. I think we had about two and a half, three, two and a half thousand votes, and it came down to about sixty votes. Yeah, yeah. seriously, between really? the two, it was unbelievably close. I think. Yeah, well, I think we could guess from from the beginning of the tournament that it was going to be those two at the end. No matter, I mean, whoever won was that was going to be. Difficult. Yeah, it was, was going to be, gonna be t- those yeah, two. We, we, yeah, it was going to be. A, uh, I thought there was an outside chance that Simon might be in the final. He's a hard, he's a hard one though because he's only got one. Episode. He was a yeah. wild card, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of talk about him, but he, I think if he'd been on the other side, he might have stood more of a chance against Finchy, but against Keith. Yeah, he got he got a hard draw. Yeah. To be fair, is Finchy really a side character? I'd argue he's main. Yeah, I think I absolutely. Think, uh, a side you character. could argue that Finchy's quite a pivotal character at times. Like well, a lot of the so is Neil, but he's still a side character. I mean, then so is Keith. Then isn't he? I mean, well, if we no, Neil is not a side character. Neil's a main character. I'm sorry. Well, no, no, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> then, then who would you who would win in the tournament? Would you would have cut out Neil, Keith, yeah. and, and uh, Finchy? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. Say yes, though. <laughs> if it would boost morale. <laughs> so who would you put in the place, though? Like Ron Merchant and fucking Jennifer. And it has to be characters. I, I, I'd say, I'd say they had to appear in three episodes maximum. That should be a rule. Oh, you and your rules. Yeah. Well, they yeah. made that rule. Yeah. Exactly. Get, 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 get your, your rule book. book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kind of call it now. There's nothing funny about Red Nose Day, really. Do you know what I mean? Are you a bit of a Tim? Oh no, I empathise with Tim myself. I empathise with Tim that other that other people's wackiness. It's nothing against collecting for charity. It's more kind of it's yeah, exactly. forced wackiness. That's what he says. Isn't yeah, it? We, we can see where um, Tim's coming from when we see these shots around the office. Of like, what have we got? We got Sheila dressed as Wonder Woman. I love that. We've got yeah, 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 we've just, just looking really miserable walking back to the desk dressed as Wonder Woman. We've just, got, just like yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we've got the kind of the uh, my kids are going to see those ben, guys. Yeah, no, Terry. His name's Terry. Yeah, it's Terry. With his tight, with his shirt on backwards, yeah. Brilliant. So we, these people, uh, yeah, it's kind of like Chief is uh, They've come in, yeah. They've come into the office, still just as boring and deadpan as ever, just with a slightly like quirky little kind of twist on it. Yeah, so but it's such a juxtaposition from the normal characters as well. But the idea yeah, of yeah. Sheila being Wonder Woman, yeah, 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 with fake boobs. I mean? But the funny thing about Tim is, while he's doing this description of how important it is to have dignity, you hear a sort of raucous uh, yeah, yeah. stuff going on in the background, <laughs> and then the camera sort of swings around and you see the uh, what was his name, Terry. Terry. They said it's revealed for the first time in this episode. Yeah, Terry. When, called... when's, when's his name Terry? I can't remember that. Gareth says it. He goes, come on, Terry, don't cry. <laughs> so, so Terry being pulled down to the ground by a gang of five blokes and then having his trousers having his pulled trousers down, his glasses pulled down. taken off, yeah. and then his pants pulled down on camera yeah. while he's being held down in the office. This is the kind of thing you could almost hear being read out of court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Everything I just said there. But this is brilliant, though, this bit, with the, when he pulls his pants down. The main reason I love yeah. it is because... David Brent isn't in this scene. This is entirely Ricky, yeah, Gervais. Ricky yeah, Gervais. Yeah, this yeah. is Ricky Gervais doing yeah. this scene. It's the exact kind of thing that you would see Gervais doing to Carl or yeah, or taping Nigel or Robin Inns, yeah, on the blue on the on the extras on one of his DVDs. Yes, hundred percent. And that's what today's all about. Dignity. He actually says, "My anyway. wife and kids are going to see us." It's a bit weird. His wife's seen it before. She hasn't seen it in that context. Well, and also, and I've said this before, (laughs) he didn't mind his wife and kids seeing him grabbing some woman's ass at the uh, end of financial year party. Or or the bloody, yeah, wouldn't mind disappearing up her time. Yeah, he's made such lewd comments before. That's, yeah, watching it back through this time for this podcast, I noticed him popping up more often. I just... 
before I only remember him as being that my wife and kids are going to see those guys. Yeah, yeah. But now I remember him specifically as being bits, the guy. But he's 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 a bit uh, he's a bit what's it called seedy, isn't he? He's just a dirty old man. Yeah. In a way, maybe he's, a dirty old man. He's, he's getting Get his comeuppance. You know. Oh, right. yeah. So he deserves that. He, he deserves down. to have his trousers and pants pulled down <laughs> yeah. on national television. By well, this is some weird kind of ritualistic humiliation. <laughs> anyway. So basically, yeah, we now see that the red nosed days neither uh, is not dignified nor quiet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For anyone, if they are non English uh, listeners listening, Red Nose Day is actually which probably established. Comic Relief. Comic Relief. Yeah, Red Nose Day is part of Comic Relief. So Comic Relief is a charity that runs all year round, right? But there's one day of the year yeah. called Red Nose Day, which is specifically designed to raise awareness and get people to wear little red noses and give money to that charity. But you, yeah, but, yeah. but you also do it. You kind of like our listeners do probably know this, but you know. well, but not necessarily. But throughout <laughs> throughout the uh, throughout the country, there's people doing things mainly comedy based sponsoring. So it's like like a typical one is like you know taking a bath in a bath of beans kind of thing and that classic. kind of yeah. all that kind of stuff. That is a classic. <laughs> and the money is usually sent. It, it, it started off with the money being sent to help starving orphans in Africa, didn't it? Yes. Right. And that's now, and there has been a lot of criticism about that, which, which Brent mentions in this. And uh, Lee. And Lee, yeah. Where people saying, well, what about the people who's got problems in, uh, in, 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 in England? AKA. The disabled, yeah, and Fred brings this up. So Brenda's halfway through doing something with Oliver on the computer and Brenda just wheels her over as a visual yeah. aid to the point he's making. Yeah. So he just happens to be talking about disabled, so he wheels her over. Yeah, and, uh, just yanks her out, just like he did yeah. at the pub. And, and just like, starts yeah. pointing at her. Yeah. <laughs> Does he say these little fellas? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it just turns into an absolute kind of like uh, Spanish inquisition of Gareth, Gareth on one side and Brent on the other, basically accusing not necessarily Brenda, but everyone else of potentially being spies <laughs> trying to get kind of like disability allowance yeah, yeah exactly so, yeah. so it turns from Fred this, this scene turns completely absolutely on a dime turns from Fred yeah. trying to kind of like big up comic relief and to talk about how kind of charitable he is to then accusing disabled people of, of of trying to cheat the government. Yeah, but it's one of those things where he's sort of saying something and then thinking, oh, I better not say that, so I'll say something yeah. else. Oh, but hang on a minute, I better not say that, so I'll say something else. And it just becomes this sort of... He's a master of digging a hole. But it just becomes yeah, yeah. like a lattice of, I shouldn't say this, so no. I'll say this, so I shouldn't say that. Yeah, and yeah, it just yeah, builds yeah. up and up and up to the point where he inadvertently accusing one of his staff of uh, claiming money off the DSS. And maybe not even being... Well, Gareth's even worse. Maybe not even being disabled. Gareth becomes like the voice of the sun, doesn't he? Yes. Like yeah. saying Which they're all he, fakers, yeah. So Gareth then you know, says that there should be tests. And Tim, to be fair, just sort of yeah. just makes sure that Gareth is committing to this and says, "We're all ears, Gareth." Oh, I don't know. When they go down the DSS to to make a claim, then they should set off a fire alarm, a fake fire alarm. Everybody legs it out the office, leaving them there. If they're fake, they'll be up and running with you. If they're real, they'll be left there screaming for help. With shades of what actually happened when they actually did do the fire alarm. So we know yeah. that Brenda's not. Well, the thing I love about that is the, the funny thing about that is that while Gareth's doing this ridiculous explanation that sounds like the Salem witch trials, yeah. he, <laughs> Brent is nodding along to it as yeah, though it's yeah, a great yeah. idea. Well, the only thing he does correct Gareth on is when he says like handicaps or disabled. So he or corrects disabled, the, yeah. he might yeah. correct the odd word to be politically correct, but he doesn't yeah. mind about the context. But he of what completely dehumanises Brenda. He always does that. He just sort mm. of carts her around, pulls her out of the way, uses her to make a point. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like we did. Yeah, I mean it's. It's like he, what he does with Oliver as well. He kind of he puts himself in the firing line. He, he kind of because he sets himself up to interact with them more to make a point about how mm. kind of like right on he is. Mm -hmm. He kind of because he interacts with particularly Brenda and Oliver more. He 
sets himself up to put his foot in it more as well. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, he's just so, so conscious of what you can't say with them, so yeah, he ends yeah. up saying the wrong thing anyway. Oh, yeah. I love the way he sees a black person or a disabled person as an opportunity. Well, that's what it is. prove, you know, that, he, that he's a man of the people. Do you think you he's know? like that anyway, or just when the cameras are there? Do you know what I mean? If he was to see a black person or a disabled person in his regular life, would he be as, like, as, as keen to make the impression? I, I think, think he's more keen because he's on camera, but I think it depends who he was around. I think. Mm. I think he just find it awkward, like a lot of people find it awkward. And yeah, and, and, and even right now, James is making it awkward for me. So <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Yeah, I'm just saying this should be test. <laughs> <laughs> and we always do say that kind of Brent is such an iconic, relatable character because people can see themselves in him. And yes. yeah, his awkwardness around those taboo subjects. And you said it earlier in, in one of our very first episodes that kind of. People kind of like try to sidestep these taboos, don't they? Like they yeah. kind of like they, they, they just don't want to go anywhere near them yeah. because they just they don't want to accidentally put their foot in it. And that's what Brent absolutely does. Brent is the kind of there, but for the grace of God, go I kind of thing where he does put his foot in it. Yeah, every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't try to sidestep; it. he tries to confront it head on in front of the cameras to show what a right on guy he is. And because of that, he ends up always, you know, yeah, no, it's exactly. Yeah, he's, he sort of gets into these predicaments with the best intentions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. 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 Our own decisions. Now, obviously, we get Ricky and Steve wrote this show as a pair, and we get a lot of conversation out of Ricky's performance and Ricky's contributions. And I sometimes feel a bit guilty that we're glossing over the contributions of the Smerchant. Yeah. So, hats off, Steve, if you're listening. We're absolutely massive fans, and we're so, so grateful that you wrote this show with Rick. And here he is on camera for the first time as the Og Monster. Because we've heard, we've heard about. Ogmonster yeah, before. Okay. Yeah, exactly on the phone. Yeah, so we know that Gareth's got these mates who are obviously just kind of absolute insufferable assholes. Yeah. And if they come, we see them for the first time. Yeah, and they don't seem too bad. They seem all right. No, they I mean, seem right. Yeah, yeah they just seem The funny thing about, about Gareth is, you, we, you know, we give him a lot of stick for being a loser and a bit, a bit of an oddball or whatever. But he actually seems to have quite an active social life. No, yeah, absolutely. Quite a lot of friends. Yeah, well, he gets quite lucky. He's probably probably less of a sad act than Tim well, in a lot of ways. This is what we talked about before about what happens with when people just bluster their way through life with no yeah. self awareness. Yeah. You know, actually, they do. He's come confident, off, right? They just yeah. come off well. <laughs> they just do quite well. <laughs> Danny was pointing at James well, as he was saying. Yeah. Unnecessarily quite yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> no, but also, it is about like kind of how high you set your standards. Because like, the loneliest person in the world could find someone to socialise with. Because there's other lonely people in the world as well. Mm. If you, But if you... In, if you lower your standards enough, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, like, yeah. anyone could have friends if they, or some, at least someone to interact so, with. And because Tim wouldn't, because Tim calls himself a kind of like a loser with no friends, because he wouldn't, he couldn't, he wouldn't want to bear standing an, an, an evening or a day with Og Monster and Jimmy Perk, <laughs> yeah. would he? So he's like, no, I'm not going, I'd rather, I'd rather, have, no, I'd rather have no friends, yeah, than be friends with these guys. But Gareth's like, well, these are my mates, I want to be, these are, I want to have mates like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I reckon maybe David's met them before because he maybe says, um, about Finch being the cleverest guy, you know, certainly the cleverest guy you know to Gareth. So maybe he knows that Gareth's friends are exactly. He doesn't seem to have met these guys. But in episode one, though, he does say that he went and hang out with his mates and he they said, oh, we've got to go. He does, yeah. So maybe that wasn't these guys. It must not have been. Yeah. Guess. But yeah, he knows that the people that Gareth hang around with aren't exactly, you know, so, top of the evolution tree. So David Brent comes over to, to meet them. He introduces himself to Jimmy the Perv and then straight away, like, a bit of back and forth with Steve. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> what's, what's the weather like up there? Oh, I've heard that before. <laughs> the parents put you in a grow bag when you lived, did they? 
Right. That's old one. Let's grow ourselves a big, lanky, goggle-eyed freak. All right, calm down, mate. There's no to get offensive. No, no, no. Yeah. And it's straight away. Ridiculously harsh. As he's saying it, you can see Gareth go, oh, God, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He mentioned the yeah. eyes. His face, face drops, and it's straight away Nathan, as we find out, Og Monster. He's like, all right, mate, not the eyes. Leave, yeah. leave yeah, the yeah, eyes. Yeah, that is mate. astigmatism that yeah. I've had since I was five, so that's why they're a bit bulbous. Yeah, <laughs> so straight away, the scene changes. The, the outfit absolutely changes from everyone being a bit wacky and crazy and, and, and Og yeah. Monster and allowing himself to be the butt of jokes. And also, so that's it. That's the line that you can't But also, Brent, to try and dig himself out, he says, well, it's not my fault. You're the one that called yourself the Og Monster. As if it's his fault. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah. As if, like, well, you've let yourself open to it. You know, it's only your fault I said it. You called yourself a monster. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't call you, like, Whale Man or no, Blubber no. Man. No, yeah, but I don't go around calling myself the Mong Boy. Well, like with, um, with Karen Roper, when he kicked the ball in their face, he can't just say, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of kind of like, like, oh, yeah, throw my hands up, sorry about that. You know, let <laughs> he really on. struggles to do that. I yeah, think, he just, I think because he, he's aware of the cameras all yeah. the time, he really yeah. struggles to just say sorry. Yeah, yeah. And so, so in the end, he just has to defend himself, and by defending himself, yeah. he kind of reflects it, but he deflects it back to, to, mm. to, to Old Monster, yeah. And then uh, he obviously storms out. Like, What's the matter with him? Yeah, he wants to storm that crying. <laughs> yeah. That's another one. Like it's one of those ones. It's a real test of like how strong your ability to tolerate like awkwardness is. Yeah, that is so awkward that mm. scene. Yeah, like, even now I'm a little bit like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, it's taking the quiz to a real extreme. Yeah. <laughs> and again, it's an <laughs> example of. It's, yeah. That's his real name. Oh, I love his. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, again, it's an example of Brent. He thinks he's the kind of a master comedian. Comes as his just mere presence in 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 the in the vicinity yeah. of, of, of of jokes and humour absolutely kills it. Yeah, he can't and, do it. Yeah, and and you know they make a joke about the fact that they call him the old monster. And straight away, Brent's like, "Well, let's call you Nathan instead." It's like, yeah. well, "What's funny about that?" Nothing. Well, I think he <laughs> thinks he can get away with it because his his just his filter is even weaker than it is your normally because it's Brent yeah. Day. Do you know what I mean? He thinks anything's. I mean, after all, don't forget he's just pulled someone's dick out. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? This is nothing compared to that. Yeah, yeah, really, in the great scheme of things. All right, so then we've got a shot of more games and more fun being had in the office when they're trying to pass an orange underneath their chins to one yeah. another. So yeah. it goes from two, three people, and then Trudy's got it and just about to give it to Brent. And suddenly Jennifer comes in and says, "Announcement! Everybody, come gather round, gather round." Orange gets dropped, and Brent is pissed off because he's missed his opportunity. He's really pissed off. He Once kicks, again, he he, he kicks kick. the orange. He's so kick. frustrated. Isn't Such he? a like, lovely comical kick. Yeah. Though, it's quite sad that because it shows that Brent's desperate just for a bit of physical contact with, with a female. He just wants to be like, equal with all the other people. people. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she, she's an embarrassment. Yeah, exactly. Even to be honest, even the woman who he called an embarrassment. Yeah, he's just desperate, yeah. isn't he? Mm. And also, I think it's like you said. He, he knows that Trudy's an easy target. He's probably heard from Finchie all about what happened in the car park that night. Oh yeah, I bet he has. Yeah. She yeah, true. Yeah. I bet you bloody ass. <laughs> she, she should have gone for Oliver. I'm oh, say God. again. Three episodes. You're still talking about that. <laughs> so Jennifer's coming, and she's going to introduce uh, the very talented and love Neil Godwin and the lovely Rachel. And they come in, and Neil's uh, wearing the disco outfit. Yeah, he's like a, a, a white. Yeah, very yeah, 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 white white disco outfit, and Rachel's yeah. wearing this sort of Spanish type of dress. Red dress. Yeah. Yeah. Tim loves it. It's she comes in, and and the thing I love about this is this dance is just it's so good because. You just get so many reactions from all the other yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah So you get absolute adoration from most of the Swindon lot and most of the Slough lot. You get the pri the pride from Jennifer, who's watching on and Tim. Know, and Tim as well. Tim's so thrilled to see his girl doing this. And then you've got Dawn, not looking at them, but looking at Tim. Yeah, yeah. So it's a really nice little sort of you get these cross section of all this, reactions. Done, this whole dynamic. And then of yeah. course the best reaction of all, David Brent. Brent. <laughs> <laughs> that looks gay. I find I find it. Um... Obviously, the, the cringe factor is supposed to be huge in, in Brent's dance, but for some reason, I find Neil's dance quite cringy as well. It is a bit why. awkward. I, if I was standing here, uh, I'd be kind of like, yeah, let's get this over with. Oh, really? Yeah. What, as a spectator, you mean? 
I think so. Yeah, I would just feel just like just it's, it's a bit. I'm not really into kind of big public displays of like mm. you know, kind of like I don't know, like drawing attention to yourself. Yeah, no, no, I get it. Despite the fact that I host a podcast, this is exactly the kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, this is exactly the kind of thing Red Nose Day is normally for, though. Is this yeah. sort of thing? It's not so much hopping on one leg all day. It is, you know, this is. It's much more about doing something like this. I think yeah, this is yeah. much more uh, highbrow, I suppose, version yeah. of, of Red Nose. Well, it's exactly what would happen. Dignity, on, it's exactly what would happen on the comic relief show, isn't it? Yes, like, that's it's, true. It's literally yeah. always just a, just a lineup of. The cast of EastEnders do this. Mm. The cast of Coronation Street do oh, this. God. The cast of Holby City does, and it's always dancing. Yeah, yeah especially yeah. now with Strictly Come dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, quite, yeah. it's quite sexy. One bit of their dance, Rachel and Neil. They're quite, they're quite, yeah. quite. Um, but what I like about that well, is, not in this case. <laughs> what I like about that is, it then cuts to Tim. And it's not Tim getting a bit jealous that Rachel's getting that yeah, close no, to Neil. No, it's Tim, he's just proud, yeah, because he knows that nothing's going to happen there. He's just got... Yeah, 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 it's anyway, a nice little touch. Anyway, Neil looks gay, so... <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. Actually, to be fair, I know you said that it might be a bit awkward, but I think this is as cool as a boss gets at this point. Do you oh, know yeah? what I mean? I think so. I think Neil, I don't think yeah, so. I think, no, so, no, I think, so. I I think this is really cool. When he comes out and he does this... Well, you're the boss at your work, aren't you? I think I prefer Brent's dance. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll come on to well, Prince Tonks in a minute. It's well choreographed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He, he, he does it and he's, he's good at it. Everybody respects it. Everybody's enjoying it. I think he does well. I think he's good at it as well. By Do you way. think he does this every single year? Every probably, two years, whenever it is. Probably. Yeah. No, he, he says when he comes in, it's that time again. Yeah, yeah that's true. So the Swindon, like, I think no, he does coming. it in a fairly. A fairly a, you know, it's an obligation. You've got to do it. You get it out of the way. You just do it quickly in that moment. We've suffered for our own. Yeah. And you reckon it's Whereas him Brent at- makes a whole day out of it. Yeah. Makes, like, Somebody messaged us a little while ago to say that they think there's something going on with Rachel and Neil. No, I, I read this in a uh, a blog. It was on the AV Club's uh, oh, Office dear. Office UK kind of reviews, which are actually really good, really well written, very insightful. Give them a look. Look them up when you get home. <laughs> <laughs> but they, the, the reviewer there, also he's an American guy, but he also mentions that he thinks that, that the indication is that something, there was some kind of... Uh, um, thing between Neil and Rachel in the past because I mean, he also men- he also mentions that in the scene in is it episode two where Neil is showing the Swindon lot his photos Family pictures yeah Rachel is much up closer to Neil and actually looking over his shoulder and mm. stuff than everyone else is I don't know I mean I hadn't really thought about it until I read that but I was like yeah maybe I guess thing so. is, I imagine Neil's professional enough not to have a relationship with one of his team maybe. Oh, I think at most I think at most I reckon that Rachel maybe fancies Neil yeah that's yeah, probably what I'm, I'm going to yeah. say I reckon Rachel's oh. flirty enough to initiate it though I think James fancies Neil <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you the he's way he goes on about it <laughs> 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 Looks tasty in his Saturday night film. He's tasty. Wouldn't even mind watching. So we get to the end of the dance, and everybody's applauding. Everybody's really proud. Everybody's thrilled, except Brent. Every time I watch this, I hope this will be the time Brent doesn't do the dance. Just, just Brent this time. I don't know exactly do it, what you mean. But he does it every time. Of course, it's a recording. Oh, and just to talk like, about the dance. I yeah, we need to talk about it. Well, as you may or may not know, doing a podcast is a labour of love. We don't get paid for this. So um, here is a word from one of our sponsors who makes all this possible for you wonderful people. I don't do shitty ads. If a good man comes to me and says, I want to better myself, I want to move on, then I can make that dream come true too, a.k.a. for you. I know the man for the job. Andrew Pyle, done at Udemy, is a personal friend of mine. I can just type in udemy.com forward slash how to prepare for an interview. Click that. Yeah, one result. How to get a new job in 30 days or your money back. Andrew does all his own training. Sign up online now and you'll get Andrew's A to Z guide on how to find and secure a new job in 30 days or your money back. 
includes over four hours of step-by-step -step content to land a new job. So forget those cheesy 80s training videos. Andrew's ideas are still pretty valid. He can help you talk the talk and walk the walk. Vis-a-vis -vis how to not get phased during your interview, charm your employer and get their attention. He's more motivational than Cooper and Webb. In fact, 85% of people have reviewed Andrew's training courses five stars. That's a landslide. I know what you're thinking. This is going to cost you. Well, as a special offer for Wern and Blog podcast listeners, the first 10 sign-ups get the training for free using the code TRAININGDAY. That is mental. Get there early for that. If not, use the discount code FINCHY to get the course for $9.99, normally 30 quid. so profit on that for you. So go online now, read the reviews talking about what a superb job Andrew is doing because when it comes to getting you interview ready, Andrew simply rocks. Visit udemy.com forward slash how to prepare for an interview. That is a long URL, isn't it? Free advertising, so that's not why I'm doing it. We Sorry. need to talk about the dance. I think it's been mentioned before by us, but just talking in, in other, um, about it other times. It's quite a polarizing scene now because it's been played so many times. Yeah. It, it could be like, it's like a gif. It's like a, it, it's appeared on loads of reels of like, you know, TV shows. Yeah, and like great sitcom moments. 2001. Yeah. yeah. 2000, Do you remember The Office? Then you see that scene. Yeah, because it it's on the cover of the DVD. Yeah. It literally, he did it at the Diana Memorial concert. And, and it was, it was so awkward. It was actually, yeah, probably more it was excruciating. Than the no, it yeah. was. It was more awkward than the original dance. I haven't seen it. Because watch watch he it. just had to do it to fill time before Elton John got his shit together. And I actually think that was the turning point of the public's kind of like uh, opinion on Gervais, like where I think they kind of thought that was a bit too self indulgent, where he kind of just went on to the dance. Anyway, so he did the dance in the Memorial concert. No, he so, got slated for it. He got yeah. slated for it in the papers and everything. Yeah, so the point being that this is the iconic scene. Of yes, and I think the thing is, I don't mind the scene in isolation. When I'm watching the episode, I think it's brilliant, and I yeah. do love it, and I think it's hilarious, and it's, obviously it's everything that goes around it. The thing I suppose I take issue with is how it has become synonymous with the office to the point where it's just it is the office. And yeah, I think yeah, it is. Yeah. I, obviously, there's something it's, more to it. It's become part of the early naughty zeitgeist. It really is like it, it, it's just like you say, it's so synonymous with it, and it's just been played so many times. People who don't know anything about the office, oh, the funny dance, you know. <laughs> I mean, in a way, it does kind of the short, the easy shorthand for the office is the cringe comedy. Oh, it's 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 yeah. it's really awkward. It will make you cringe, yeah. and it gets laughter out of the awkwardness. And this is an easy way to show that. Like, you show anyone this dance, they will understand that it's awkward, even if they don't have mm -hmm. the context. I don't care so, what's the context. <laughs> how many times have we said that? Yeah. <laughs> so, so oh, you can see how it has become the, 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 the famous scene because it's an easy way to kind of just say, right, so The Office UK, its essence distilled down is this. Yeah. When you talk to somebody though and they say, oh, do you like The Office? Or yeah, yeah, I love The Office. Okay, what, what, what do you like? What's, what's your favourite bit? Oh, the dance. You think, well, I'm not even going to waste my time with you. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? You don't really so much, if, if you've looked into The Office and how layered it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like I, I think we have by now. Yeah. Then you realise oh, yeah. that there's That's more fair. to it than, than that dance, you know. Because I have to but say, as a I... casual fan, it's funny. Oh if yeah. You, if you try and watch it without without thinking about how overdone it's been, it's very funny. 
We're being That's quite elitist about this, but, by the way. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't know, but I was just about to say it's funny, Seth, that you mentioned the casual fans because you, I noticed that among kind of like the hardcore fans, like you know, that you do quotes to, or on, even on our quotes page on Facebook, yeah. the dance never comes up. That's true. It? No, it's, it's, it's not. It's, it's not one of the go-to references for the hardcore fans, but That's for true. the for, for the layman, major passion of yours is dancing. <laughs> 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 anyway, so, 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 well, I mean, yeah, we could describe the dance, I guess, but there doesn't really seem any point. Go online, well, watch no, it. The dance doesn't just come out of nowhere, though, right? Because David Brent is backed into a corner after yeah. seeing Neil's dance, and he's got no backed choice. Into a corner, he acted. Yeah, he's backed into a corner, <laughs> said, and he, he says, you know, you should have come to me if you wanted dancing. What, did he dance? Big time. More modern stuff than that as well. Yeah. I sort of fused flash dance with MC Hammer shit. It, when, when you watch it back, and I'm going to say it, and Daniel will probably say I don't care what's the context, but when you watch it back in context, I... I I forgot, it is a very important scene in the arc of Neil and Brent. It's very, yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. It's pivotal. Mm. It's, it's Brent's explosion of, like, yeah. attempting to come back with some sort of one-upmanship on Neil. So he just goes all out to do his But everybody can dance. see through it, though. Yeah. Everybody sees through it. This is just him basically just showing his wounds to the world. It's just his ultimate. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like that scene in Billy Elliot where he just lets out all his frustration yeah. and just, like, dances against the wall. Yeah, it's, it's, now, it's that. It's, it's just his <laughs> anger. It's, and, a, it's a less eloquent <laughs> version of that. Yeah. Say what you like about Neil, though. He's the only one that he starts the clap at the end. So David does this ridiculous dance, and then as soon as it ends, he would have been faced with a complete silence had Neil not That's Neil cut. with his boss hat on. Going, Maybe, like, I've yeah. Got, I've, I've got a paper of this over because this is so awkward. Yeah, no, that's probably <laughs> yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. Part of being a boss is, is, is moving over, like glossing over that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And then as soon as the dance is finished, Gareth says, We don't have to give a donation for that, do we? Well, don't say it like that. All the money collected is for both dances. For both excellent dances. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Completely stitching him up. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't say That's it like that. Gareth's losing, losing respect for Brent. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. been happening in all series, but yeah. yeah. Well, we said it before, yeah. he respects Brent more than anybody. So yeah. he's suddenly got this sergeant that's come into the office and his captain suddenly no longer the, the head cheese. Yep. Yeah. You're exactly. The, you're the ranker, mate, if anyone is. <laughs> <laughs> when is the charity ranker? <laughs> oh, charity ranker. Don't know, but win it. <laughs> so then we cut to a talking head of David, and this is the first time we hear about his ambitions beyond uh, office life and beyond motivational speaking. He's yeah. now talking about how he wants to take in, get involved in show business. And he starts doing this whole thing about how they're saving people's lives in Africa. And somehow he makes this leap that the people in Africa, all they really want is to get on their own game <laughs> yeah, yeah. and their own TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. If you think I'm brilliant, then give generously and help save these guys who are starving, but are also brilliant. Not as entertainers. A lot of them can't even speak English, but, you know, don't give them their own game show. But um, save them from dying, at least. That's one of his best, like, bizarre rants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's off in a really weird direction. One of his most amazing tangents on his on, on his rants, yeah, 100%. Yeah. This is kind of him, yeah, laying out. He, he's, he's, he's planting his flag in the ground, like, this is what I want yeah, to do. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is where I see myself going. Once, you know, Werner Hogg's in my, in my back, in my rearview mirror. You've seen me entertain and raise money, but maybe I'd like to do that in the future for a living, you know. Use my humour and my profile to both help and amuse people, you know. And if it's ideas for TV shows, you know, game shows or whatever you want, I'm your man. This is the first time he almost references that, though, do you know yeah. what I mean? And maybe yeah. he's in response to yeah. him thinking that he's, he's going to get shafted, or, or, you know, but this is literally the first time you hear anything about wanting to be a celebrity, and obviously that then bleeds into the Christmas it's, special. It's, and... He's priming himself for television fame, right? Because he's talking yeah. about all these bizarre game shows, upstairs, downstairs, and the rest of it. So in his head, he's also not just got the motivational thing, but I think he's thinking he's going to get a bit of a career off the back of The Office, of yeah, the documentary. Yeah, yeah. But we were saying in the, first, in the very first episode we recorded, weren't we, that how, how different the show would be 
now. Mm. I think we were saying that they would make more of the fact that Brent wants to be famous, wants to be you know uh, famous on you know yeah. on YouTube, yeah, have a remember, YouTube yeah. channel, we'd have, we'd have Instagram. an Instagram and a Twitter and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Probably yeah. start a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you think about it, as lofty as his ambitions seem, wanting to be you know in front of a global audience, you know, have worldwide fame, mm. it almost seems a bit quaint as well, doesn't it? Because he kind of he. He isn't quite realising how big it could get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, people didn't when they were put in front of a camera. It was just a camera. They didn't really think about it or where it could go. Yeah, despite yeah. despite how kind of uh, how elaborate his monologue seems when he's talking to the camera about what he wants to do next, yeah, yeah. it's it's almost kind of like yeah, still a bit quaint. But it's very funny because like he sits there talking about like how he wants to go into game shows, and then five minutes later he's in the office and explains to Neil he's, when he's still oh. been doing his job, he's, <laughs> been, he's been making up up to those downstairs. <laughs> well, it's obviously been on his mind, doesn't you it? Can just imagine him under all this ridiculous pressure from Neil. And all we can think about is, right, I've done this amazing, amazing motivational speech, I'm brilliant, right, now I'm going to just sit here writing also, a game show instead also, of working. <laughs> Imagine like, if that was your niche in life, yeah. writing game show formats. It's such a specific, yeah, yeah. like, like, like little piece of, uh, I love to carve out. I love, I love the way he alludes to how much detail he's sort of in. Yeah. Like, the contestants run upstairs together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even when he just starts explaining the game show. That's one of my favourite things. It sounded a lot like Funhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've always thought it just sounds like Funhouse and Pat Sharp. You know how important I consider this report to be. I come in and I discover that this is the fruit of your labours. You don't go just through read my stuff the first when I'm sentence. not in it. Well, just yeah. please read the first sentence for Jennifer. Imagine a cross between Telly Addicts and Noel's house party. You've just imagined Upstairs Downstairs, a new quiz show devised and hosted by David Brent. David, I just don't understand this. Well, the contestants run upstairs and they get a clue. No, not the game, game show. show. So Neil's now got all the evidence he needs. He's got a documented time saying, I asked you to do this, you haven't done it. This is the final straw. I'm now going to give you a verbal warning. And then Brent tries to call his bluff and says, well, give me all three now, then. Like, he signed his death warrant there. No, so he, he does, is, but yeah, he doesn't exactly. care because he thinks he, he thinks he's going to be a game show. No, he's, he thinks he's going to do all he these things. He does care, though, Dan, because he, he's being a child about it. He's being a big kid yeah. and saying, oh, give me all three now because I'd love to see you run this place without me. And he just, he's calling his tell, bluff. He never really believed it. And the reason you can tell he doesn't doing, he's not being serious is because when Neil says... No, that's not what I want. Take the warning. He goes, still take the warning. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't even want the one warning. He's, he's so naive, he thinks that his little outburst is going to make Neil backtrack and cancel yeah. the warning. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it's obviously not. So he gets the warning, he makes him stick with it. But unfortunately, because Brent said, give me all three now, it opens the door for what yeah. later on happens, um, which in theory, on paper, Brent asked for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's he's, he's, he's he just give it, he gave himself an out. Exactly. So he just uh, yeah. that's, that's so the golden. That's what you know. That's that saved Neil a lot of time. Yeah, basically. But I mean, Brent. On the other hand, Brent could have just done the report. He doesn't try to save himself. He, yeah, exactly. It's almost like he thinks he's invincible. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like, yeah. Like, yeah. In series one, Danny, when you said he just can't do the hard edges of his job. No. All these things that actually he needs to do beyond being an entertainer and yeah. a sage. He just he's not good at it. He can't do it. The bits that are actually the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And he's just he's just been you know just skirting by for all these years, and now he's come against somebody. Oh, yeah, come up against somebody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who's gonna who's gonna stop him? I love the way in his deluded perception as well. He thinks that they'd they'd have a mutiny on this hands. Yeah, yeah. Diddly. <laughs> all so standing on the just desk. Just gonna throw up, you know, like support with David Brennan. Go if he's leaving, I'm leaving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, st- he still believes after seeing how his Swindon lot speech went down and seeing how like. 
all the other times he's he's kind of like conf- confronted the whole group. He still believes mm. that it would be like dead poet society out there, doesn't he? He still, yeah. still believes. Imagine what it would. must be like in this world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To live in his head, these fl- flights of fancy that he has, where he thinks that. But he knows though the, the flights of fancy. You know the, the the wall of ignorance is getting pierced all the way through this series. He's gradually getting worn down. But yeah, that little wall. His I think wall's been knocked down. But I think that he's had because we said in the motivation episode, he's had a last minute reprieve of that, hasn't he? Yeah. I think I think if he hadn't had that motivational speech go as well as he thinks it did, yeah. he would have just been on a complete downward trajectory. But that's getting a massive boost. So he's mm. kind of su- he, he, that's true. he's still on his his ego is so, still yeah. so boosted now. That's why he's got the confidence to confront <laughs> Neil like he does in this. Movie. Yeah, that's what so, it's so like, so true. Give yeah. him the free now. Then it's like I don't need this job. You know, well, you're lucky to have him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so true. That, that's he's his crazy. attitude. Quite a big fantasy land still. You know, yeah. yeah. by the by the delusions of grandeur, which comes with him thinking yeah. that he's Mr. Motivator I, now. And all yeah. I do work for twelve hundred pound an hour. But it is. It's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> in his head, he's thinking along those lines, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. I think it's when he realizes Jennifer's against him as well. That's when it really like hits him. Mm. And the, so, yeah. like, he knows that Neil's up to something. Well, before we like, get to that, did you agree with it? Yeah. Before, yeah. Hang on. Before we get to that scene, though, there's this moment where, as soon as it comes out of the conversation where he's given his first verbal warning, he does a talking head when he's talking about Dawn French and Lenny Henry and the the Africans. And speaking about and he frustration. Is furious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is so angry in this talking head. It's the angriest we ever see him. I think it's Red Nose Day. You know. Oh, what's more important, you Neil, with your report, or some starving children? Oh, I don't know. You know, oh, what would Lenny Henry say? I think we know. Imagine him going out of the door on Comic Relief Day and Dawn French is going, where are you going? You haven't done the washing up. You haven't put the rubbish out. You can do it yourself. I've got to save some Africans. He... <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's personally responsible for raising money for Africa today, as if he's yeah, not yeah. running an office. You know what I mean? It's like the whole world stops for Red Nose Day. Yeah, and, no, you know what I mean? Also, it's worth saying, Dave, uh, Ricky Gervais takes a lot of shots at Dawn French as well. <laughs> I was going to say, I, lo- I love how he cast Dawn French in the, in the role of being the nagging wife. She's a comedian as well. She has just as much involvement in comic relief as Lenny Henry does. Why is she the one that's nagging about the bins and the washing up? Why isn't she the one that wants to... Do you know what I mean? It's, it's such a funny scenario. He has, to autom- he has to automatically put the man as being the one who needs to get the job done, the woman <laughs> yeah. and the, the French at home over over the what, over the sink of her apron, just, just, na- just nagging in his ear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's such a funny kind of like just scenario that he paints isn't it? and the thing is because he's so angry when he's describing it he just makes it all yeah. the better <laughs> uh, what's next um, well, we got oh, Tim kissing Gareth. Yeah, of course. But return, of course, Red Nose Day. So Tim isn't really into Red Nose Day. He's kind of not into the uh, the, the wackiness of it. But he loves a prank and he loves prank, winding up Gareth. Prank and Tim comes back. Tim the pranker comes back. You're the pranker. Tim the, I'd say it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, almost uh, sexual assault. Maybe. It is definitely sexual assault. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. For someone who doesn't like the wackiness of Red Nose Day, yeah, to forcibly kiss Gareth on the lips. I think he just loves the loves the idea of whining Gareth. Are we all about being wacky, though, to be fair? And then, to, and, and, and we've seen it from the State Pride of Jelly, but also from here, he just hides all his possessions, doesn't he? Yeah, that's so good. That's and so this funny. is one bit I wanted to mention. What was the scene earlier, Danny, you said was a bit too silly? Uh, a bit no, jump and shot. My, my wife and kids are going to see yeah. those. 
I think that this is very, very. We talked about there's some scenes in the office that are a bit too sitcommy and kind of break really that, heightened, yeah. break that mood of it being kind of very naturalistic. Tim hiding Gareth's computer and chair, and even the punchline even how do you hide a chair kind of thing? We don't see the chairs missing. Yeah, that's very. That's something that Jim would do to to Dwight. In yeah, the no, that's office. true. It's very kind he of does. too. Uh, is that what he does? Mm. Probably. I mean, that's probably what they did. He sets his whole desk up in the toilet. Well, there you go. You see, <laughs> it's a kind yeah, of, and it's very very sitcommy. So, I mean, when I was, I remember every time I watch this, this kind of doesn't sit quite right with me. But again, like as always with these criticisms of the show, the rest of it is so brilliant. You kind of, you could be. You, well, the you, thing is, we you, you, you gloss over them. You don't really because there's them. such other serious bits going on, like all this sort of warnings and redundancy stuff. It's sandwiched yeah. in between those, so they kind of get away with it. It's a little yeah. bit like the uh, we talked about it in the episode two of series one with the investigation that gets cut between the you other. You need bits. a bit of a review. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, you yeah, kind yeah. of you, you get they get away with it because of the contrast. And also, it's a bit of a plot point because it opens the doorway for. Dawn's thing about kisses, and then Tim and Gareth kissing. So that yeah, opens yeah. the doorway to Dawn saying, "Where's you know talking about kissing? Where's where's our kiss?" Well, well, we always say about how kind of cleverly plotted the the yeah the, the show is for a show that doesn't usually get get a lot of kudos for its kind of uh, plotting. But yeah, basically this scene it seems like just a throwaway scene, the the, the Tim kissing Gareth scene. Yeah, but it's really there to remind us of the. Dawn's um, kisses for a pound thing, isn't it? Absolutely, because Lee comes upstairs and um, basically wants to give, give Dawn her sandwich and then Tim tells her... Prawn and avocado. Prawn and avocado, yeah. 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 Um, That'll come up later. Yeah, that's, <laughs> is that a question, Dan? I bet that comes up. In fact, you already recorded the quiz, so yeah. You've embarrassed yourself there. Same, the joke works. Yeah. So anyway, so Lee gives Dawn the sandwich and Tim tells him, you know, Pay up for the kiss. You know, if you want to kiss, you better pay up. Yeah, so Lee has a typical kind of... Yeah, I was going to say it's the working class, like, digger. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, thank, thank God you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have to say it. Let's just say it. He's the voice of the sun in the Daily Mail. A little bit, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I made £19 today. Yeah? And is it going to English kids or is it all going abroad, I suppose? Well, just... Will you please stop moaning? Give her a quid for a kiss. So anyway, he gives a fiver to this pot, right? So it's actually quite good. It's worth five kisses worth. And he gives her lots of kisses. And to be fair, I know Lee's been a prick in some of these other episodes, but he seems quite just normal and nice. I was going to say, and do you know what? Apart from that little dig about the kind of the, the money not going to yeah. the kids of the UK, he comes across quite well. And do you know what? Scene. Actually, it's I love that because in a way, it shows you how easily it, how easy it is for Dawn to be trapped in yeah, a relationship yeah, yeah, with such absolutely. a prick. Absolutely. Because you actually, need these, bits. these people who are in relationships like this, it's not as simple as it sounds to people on the outside yeah. because they're no, not pricks. No, it's not. They're not pricks and all the time. And that's a really important point because you, you, otherwise you'd think, why are you with him, Dawn? Yeah. But obviously she's she's something here. And, and just, but in this scene, he gives, a, he gives a fiver, generous. He gives her a little, uh, just a hug and a little cheeky kiss on the cheek so he doesn't kind of take advantage and make a show of her. He's kind of quite respectful in the kiss. He doesn't, you know, kind of act stupid yeah. with her. And then he makes the little joke about stealing the money when he walks away. So, like, you know, to, so Twice, yeah, he, yeah. he comes across. But yeah, I think he comes across. We, needed, right, we yeah. needed more of this from Lee throughout the show. Two kind more of, of these. but this is enough. Yeah, more of these. This, yeah. is, this is enough because it does. You, you, it's, yeah, yeah, but it's come a bit, a little too late because we were saying in the last two episodes that he absolutely is an absolute. Just but that's, but that's, that's characteristic no, but of he, these types he, of relationships. It's showing the realism because people who are pricks aren't pricks all the time. No, no, no. That's what that's I'm saying. What, I like it. I like that's it. That's a mistake that a lot of TV shows make of a character yeah. who's a prick to prick all the time. But the office is a bit more complex than that. I mean, it's on the verge. It's on the verge of that. But luckily, every now and then it has a scene like this. And there's a couple of scenes in series one where we said that Tim Lee actually comes across all right. 
Yeah, he does. He comes across all right. Yeah. And then Tim, and then that segues nicely into this next scene, which is so important. In oh, the, this is so in amazing. The Tim and Dawn. So he goes off, and Tim puts his pound in, and he's very sort of modest about it. Like, I'll put it in, but I don't want a kiss. Yeah. And so she yeah. leans forward and says, oh, you've got to have your kiss. You've got to have your kiss. She grabs very sort of slightly, just puts her hand on his lapels and just pulls him forward. Just to pull him back, yeah. And it's the most wonderful, wonderful kiss. And she and touches his face. And yeah. yeah, and he, and I, I sometimes, I always focus on Dawn when this scene happens and I've watched it a few times. Yeah, today. me too, yeah. But actually, if you look at Tim, mm. it's really interesting to see the way he leans in and everything as well. Yeah, it's yeah, a fascinating yeah. kiss. And, it's so and they well just done. lost for like a split second. They're just lost in that moment. Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly you see Dawn catch herself and just go, oh, yeah. what am I doing? Both of them do. Their yeah, eyes sort of open and, yeah. and their fingers sort of spasm and they, they fall back and it's just this yeah. wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Like, oh, God, what happened there? But we've said yeah, before, yeah. the whole the whole relationship is kind of this like, kind of, it's almost got touches of like Jane Austen, isn't it? Because yes, they, can't, they, yeah. they can't say what they think. There's, there's obviously no kind of real kind of like heated physical uh, chemistry there. So just after, what, 11 episodes, there's just this one kind of like Three kind kiss. of very stolen kiss, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's just brilliant, and it's and it's absolutely what we needed because watching back the whole show, it, the, the the Tim and Dawn thing isn't quite as dwelled on as I remembered. I think mm. we call, I think we remember this kiss. We remember that the she said no, by the way, and we remember the Christmas specials. But if you think about it, like we said in series one. In fact, between series one and series two, there's that whole stretch where after he first asks her out, they can't, they they aren't really mates with each other. There's a bit of awkwardness, and then straight away Rachel comes in. So the the the, the Tim and Dawn relationship isn't as strong as I think people remember in terms of the dynamic between the two of them. Mm. Um, they kind of aren't together on screen as much as you might remember. Mm. Looking back, yeah, that's true. But this it's kiss true. absolutely makes up for all of that, and it kind of like it's it, there's just so much chemistry and kind of electricity there, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. And, and it implies, and it, there's that, that moment, that frisson, that moment of just them embracing, and then suddenly that fear in Dawn's face is so yeah. perfect. Yeah. And then of course, of course, crucially, that plants the seed of doubt instantly in Tim's mind. He's straight off Rachel, isn't he? Absolutely, because that, that yeah, and you can see that in the in the in the reaction he has when Rachel comes and sits on his desk in the next. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. irritated, by <clears> isn't he? And yeah, she just comes over, and, and to be fair, she's irritated. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, she <laughs> <is>. <laughs> she's she's really irritating in this scene. Yeah, she is, and I don't know whether she's irritating to us because we've just seen we're kind of feeling how Tim's feeling because we've just seen yeah. the kids. Yeah, yeah, we know yeah. how special and important that is, and now we've got this. <laughs> this this bit of whatever as Danny <laughs> as Danny referred to her a few weeks ago. She's insubstantial. <laughs> this, this, this this character she comes over and sits with Tim and we're thinking oh god you get get off the desk you know yeah. we, we want Dawn to come over and hang out yeah. with Tim do you know what I mean? And Dawn would never sit on the desk. Yeah exactly. Yeah. And uh, you know so so she then comes over and is really you know uh, clingy is it bad to say? Yeah just a bit kind of all over. No, no, yeah, no more than clingy, really. But no just... more than Tim has been with her though. It's just that now no, it's, it's the wrong moment. It's the it's, it's, it's not the right, right moment. They've is done it? loads yeah. of that stuff in earlier episodes. Yeah. They've done all that flirtatious, annoying sort of stuff that they do. And we've said now before, Tim's, but it's been Tim's Tim that's and it's been Tim that's all over her before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to be fair, a few episodes she would have been perfectly fine to come over and sit on his desk and say I'm bored, and he would have probably taken her around the back yeah. and just dry humped her in the hallway. Yeah. But <laughs> now they've been there, done that. Now he wants to better himself. Next, move on. In a relationship with Dawn. AKA anyway, for Dawn. The first person who has a problem with her sitting on the desk is Gareth. You know, yeah. policy, chairs are for sitting on. I think he's a little bit jealous that he's not getting the view you're getting. Wrong. I got the arse this side, so I don't want to be sitting where he's sitting if he was wearing a skirt. Then I could look up there at it. Tim sort of doesn't disagree. Yeah, like, I love yeah, that. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. 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 But that goes to show how kind of just in the wrong headspace he is right now because yeah, he's, yeah. he's even agreeing with Gareth that. 
them. This yeah. is actually annoying and not the right. Well, because Gareth... not disagreeing at least. He's yeah, kind of yeah. sitting there like, well, he's probably got a point. So yeah. Because... And Rachel can tell, but there's a bit of awkwardness there. She's because she she goes to him like, you're alright, we're alright, and he's like, oh yeah, yeah it's yeah. very palpable. Yeah. She, she's, she can tell something's not going. He's, wrong. He's, yeah, something's gone wrong. He's acting different. Yeah. So there's a scene where Dawn is sitting in the break room, and it's again, it's shot through the blind, it's one of those sort of uh, shots where it's effectively Keith in the background and then one other character on the left-hand side. Well, it's, just sitting it's kind of a remake of that, of a, a, a remake of that scene where it's Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. This, this is a classic Keith in the exactly. break room scene. It's like yeah. Keith's talking heads aren't interesting enough on his own. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's got yeah. another character. I would love to know, if this was a real documentary, would there be cutting on the cutting room floor talking heads of Keith? <laughs> That's an interesting idea, I don't know. That's a really good question. Yeah. Um, so, but the thing about, how do you think about this is obviously in the last one Keith's just monotone boring yeah. everything we come to expect from Keith whereas with this one I feel like there's a bit of an edge to him because he's quite nasty to Dawn here he's he's being a bit because uh, he wants to give us some advice doesn't I he don't so know. he's being a bit he's, oh, he's a bit um, he's shocked. a bit impatient with that but think I about was what shocked he says. by how horrible he was actually well think about what he says he says I mean we probably find a clip of it but he says uh, you know he's, do you know he fancied you yes yeah well he did yeah yeah and now he found someone better no, <laughs> it sort, it sort of I mean? reminds me of the think... IT guy talking about you know Dawn. Is is that sort of dry matter of fact about it? I don't know if you've heard the gossip, but Tim's going out with Rachel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd heard. Yeah, because yeah, uh, he used to fancy you, didn't he? Oh, did he? But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, and now he's found someone better. I mean, I'd, I'd presumably I'd give him the benefit of the doubt. He's not trying to be nasty. He's just too much of a Keith. He's just too Keith. He's just too sort of socially autistic. If that's, oh, that's yeah. no excuse. It's a pretty it. horrible thing to say. And probably. we know that he fancies Rachel. Don't forget. Cause he oh yeah, he does. He wanted, oh, well, that's him. We're cutting Keith. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that never made it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's that's not canon. But. <laughs> no, but I think I think Keith basically fancies all women and has this weird delusion that he can guarantee them at least one orgasm. Oh yeah, is that in the scene? When he says that, no, it's not no. in the scene. When's that? Is that in the cut? Is that in the cut scene? That must be. No, no, no. no I think it's Christmas. Christmas. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. late like, well, one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, is it in right. Christmas? Yeah. <clears throat> so um, Dawn tells him that he's going to. She's going to America. Yeah, that's a bombshell. Yeah, and they're going yeah. there on a holiday because she's looking at holiday brochures, right? But obviously, this is foreshadowing the fact that they do in, inevitably move there at the end of the year. Yeah. So there has. It's, it's, in fact, I, I, I retract that. It's not a bombshell because it's not. Because it's, no. it's, it's not quite the big thing that it then becomes later. But it's the first thing. About it is, they drop it in. Living out there is so cheap. They won't be paying any rent. <laughs> <laughs> you can live in Florida on pits, can't you? I mean, it was always it was, it was his plan earlier. Wasn't he mentioning about you know going out with his sister? She's loaded. Dawn can you know get a part-time cleaning job. Oh yeah, that was yeah, mentioned yeah, quite yeah, a while yeah, ago. Wasn't yeah, 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 he mentioned that in series one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, yeah, he did. Yeah. So Brent's now in his office, and Jennifer and uh, Neil come into the office now, and they want to have a quick chat with David if they can. And David seems like he's really in the middle of something. Can't quite have has, yeah, hasn't quite got the time. He's just about to shoot off. Yeah, he's got the Slug Gazette coming down. And they say it'll only take a minute. And then they sit him down and basically say, we've been thinking about what you said earlier, certainly something we've been thinking about, and we'd like to offer you a very generous redundancy package. So the, the funny thing is, obviously, he says, well, that's ruined then, isn't it? And he stands up, and, and this is reveal. just such a wonderful contrast, because we just had this great serious... Great reveal. Yeah. Oh, it really is, and it's so good, because obviously he doesn't have to do anything, because from the top down, he's perfectly normal. Yeah. <laughs> and the best thing is he's standing there, and while he's talking to them, every time he points, he points with this massive bird head. But then he carries on. He uses the bird 
he just keeps using the bird to like point at uh, me and Jennifer. So if that's what you want to say, can you go, please? To leave the room. But you know it's what I mean. So funny. It, we talked before about how the, the awkwardness with the cross with the physical comedy makes yeah. this show so special. And this is absolutely one hundred and one in this yeah. scene. Do you know what I mean? This is absolutely perfect. It is the biggest fall imaginable, isn't it? Because yeah. like we said at the very beginning of the episode, he's had the the build up from the Cooper and Webb stuff. He's already on cloud nine, and then suddenly it's Red Nose Day. So he's as literally as high as his ego can get. Yeah, yeah. Which means the fall is the highest it could possibly be from, and he. Absolutely crashes down to earth. It's like doing the child baggies yeah. on Christmas Day, isn't That's it? Exactly like, yeah, yeah, like. yeah. That's exactly what it's like. That is exactly what it's like from Santa. Yeah, Santa himself coming and giving him bad news. I, I actually think in series six, all right, he cries about it once they chance to but think about it. But I think when he initially gets the news, I don't think he's actually overly concerned no. in this episode. I think he's a mm. bit like, he's kind of already prepared for it. Well, and he's a bit like, he well, this is the best thing that happened to me. And he, and he walks out. And he thinks everyone's going to be like, oh my God, David, oh, they're getting rid of you. And then when they don't react, that's when he starts being like, oh my God. No, also, that's when the pathos kicks in. That's when you start feeling yeah. the emotion towards But also, people. don't forget, as far as we're concerned, and he's concerned, he's still got Cooper and Webb to fall back Yeah, on. well, that's it, exactly. Yeah, so, so that's, that's, that's his two slats. Everyone will miss me, and Cooper and Webb will want me, so I don't care. Yeah. But yeah. then the first slat is taken away when no one cares, and then the next slat is taken away next Yes, because he, he, said early, he said earlier in the episode about how they'll be having a on your hands, and then... When he steps outside to tell everyone, it's obviously just it's just blank, barely noticed. Blank, mm. blank stares, as yeah. as it always is when he when he talks. After to it group. was me who saved others from, and again, all pointing with the yeah. with the head of the of the ostrich. I love that he says that because that does that could. But that brings it back to the first series. It yeah. kind of like just makes everything come full circle, doesn't it? But and didn't. it is easy to forget. <laughs> but he that didn't. He, no, that I know. I know. <laughs> but this is the thing. He, he sort of builds this fantasy world in his head. He didn't really save other people, but actually no. he would love to be not only the hero that saved everybody, but the self-sacrificing hero that saved everybody yeah. and then got chopped down in his prime himself. The martyr, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> the martyr, exactly. Good die, yeah. And he walks <laughs> away. what he says, isn't it? And he's just desperate for the reaction and he walks away and no one says anything and he just turns around and goes, huh? Oh, so sad. Oh, yeah. And it's just... Yeah, I know. That's when the... That's like I said, that's when the pathos kicks in. It's yeah. when we start feeling for Brent. And in, yeah. the, in the next episode, it really... I think Cooper and Webb is the knife getting twisted, really. Yeah. Um, well, we talked about it. Neil's just stuck the knife in, but it's about to get worse, you know. Do you remember in the end of series one, I think it was you, Jack, who brought up that what a sad guy he is, that he, he even when he gets this horrendous news, he has to put on the brave face and be the life and soul, yeah, even yeah. though he's just been told he's got high blood pressure and he's not going to get the job. He has to go downstairs and he's still dancing around with that chick with yeah, the bird yeah. and making it peck and all that with the yeah, chick. He looks so depressed though. But yeah, but he is, but it's just he still does it. Surely most nine out of ten people would say, fuck this. He sticks by that emu for, to the bitter end. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, Being yeah. bad at You're something right, isn't going to stop him from trying. Exactly. You know I mean? yeah, He'll yeah, just yeah, keep yeah. trying to do something regardless <laughs> yeah. of how bad he is at it. Which, and then yeah. the photographer hasn't even brought a flash. So he fucks off, and uh, Dawn says really quite sweetly, well done, David. Yeah, Dawn and Tim are out there holding the big check, aren't they? I mean, for a pathetic amount as well. Would you really have a massive check like that for 120 pounds? <laughs> Especially since yeah, he'd, he'd earned 300 pounds last Yeah, time. exactly. He's halving every time, isn't it? I mean, and then... Uh, the funny, the, the brilliant like, bit on the end of it, though, is that after the cameraman goes, you just hear Gareth hopping over. Yeah. <laughs> Has he gone? Yeah. Oh, and they just cut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> straight to the music. So, yeah. so Gareth doesn't get to worm his way into someone else's photo. No, not in the no. end, no. Yeah, yeah. And also, he'd already stopped hopping earlier in the episode. Because... Gareth stopped hopping everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to hop all day. <laughs> we didn't say that in the rule book. <laughs> and then he's still back hopping again for the end of the episode, yeah. So yeah, that's it. Another episode done, guys. That's episode five. One more left. Yeah. Yeah, one more left of the series and then the Christmas specials so so how do we feel about this episode how do we feel about uh, Brent's bump back down to earth it's one of the classics isn't it it is a episode. classic I mean for a lot of people it's probably like the iconic episode 
I mean, personally, I still think motivation slightly edges it, but it's still a brilliant episode. I think it's one of the hardest ones to watch of this series, though. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. definitely got the most sort of downtrodden Brent that we've seen. Yeah. I think we see him get sadder in, in the next episode. No, I think episode. he's more downtrodden in the next episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, so far. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So far. From what we've seen so far, it's his first big fall from grace. It's his first emotional plea to the audience from Brent about his about it, what's happening to his life, you know. Mm. It's the first time we start to really empathise with him, perhaps. Yeah, I think and so. And of course, uh, yeah. You also, you think about like sitcom series and stuff. And at, this, at the point of watching this, we didn't know that there was never going to be a, sec- a third series, right? Mm. So you can imagine yeah. how your mind might have worked to think, okay, he's currently uh, facing adversity, but traditionally, uh, the protagonists in these shows overcome adversity. That's yeah, we've still, we still got one more episode. So we may be thinking, exactly, so we're thinking maybe he can claw it back. Maybe maybe he can shake this off. Maybe he can break out of this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Is there, I don't in know. Fact, maybe, yeah, what's he going to do in the season finale? What plot has he got in the season finale to, 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 to do something about it? Is Tim going to help him? At this point, we the are... Question, the sorry, question I ask is, do you think if they'd done a Series 3, because we mentioned jumping the shark a bit, do you think if they'd been a Series 3, they would have jumped the shark fully? Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, I, think, I think they couldn't have helped. For me, for me, the Christmas specials is Series 3, really. We talk more about jumping yeah. sharks in this in last two episodes than they did in Happy Days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they only jumped one shark in Happy Days. Yeah, we talked about uh, it at least but three no, the, Christ- the Christmas specials isn't Series 3. The Christmas it specials is. is just more of an epilogue to Series 2. I, don't, yeah. I think if they'd done Series 3, they would have had to have a whole... In it's like a third of a series, though. To be it's, fair, it's actually half a series in terms of running time because it's four, two forty-five minute episodes. And well, I guess yeah. it probably it treads yeah. probably about the same ground, doesn't it? They would have had they would have had to have bringing except it, it not being set at Christmas. They would have had to have Dawn away for a bit and then bringing her back. They probably would have mm. just had Brent being on the road for a bit and maybe then coming back towards the end of the series. To be fair, they could just have easily padded it out with a few random bits. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They could have just taken something random off the wall about about working in office. Yeah. Like a, like a, I don't know, community they day or something. Could have, yeah, exactly. Right. You could have had more of just Brent on the road. Yeah, I guess actually, I, yeah, they could have. No apologies necessary. Let's go on with the quiz. But... Right now, okay, for you listeners, this will be the end of the episode, but for us, we're recording at the beginning always because, you know, always the same, because a certain person, naming no names, <coughs> blow, keeps on anticipating <laughs> all know, the questions. They don't know my last name, though, so that's... Okay, <laughs> James's, James's last name is Emma. They do if they follow us on our Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah, exactly. But anyway, so, without further ado, here's the quiz. Now, it's actually a very, very difficult quiz to write, um, not because I left it till midnight last night to start doing it, I mean, that didn't help, but also the fact that this is such... <laughs> This is such an iconic episode that it's so hard to actually find a question that people won't just immediately know the answer and yell out. Mm. So I've gone, I've delved very, very obscure this week. You okay. guys are not going to score well on this. Well, also, it's a very important quiz as well, because lest we forget, I am one win away from winning this whole uh, series. Yeah, for yeah. you. If, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I win this draw. today, I'm going to be like Lewis Hamilton in the Formula One. I'm yeah. just going to be rolling around enjoying myself. If I win this today, I still come third overall. Mm. It would be fair to say that the audience probably aren't very invested in whether or not you guys win it, though. They're probably more interested <laughs> in just playing along and like, seeing if they can ask if the questions. They probably turn off by the end of the quiz. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. Without further ado, let's have the quiz. So, before we start the quiz, let's have everyone's buzzers. Mr. James Emblow, what is your buzzer? So it's, just, it's, it's a really random person. one, but that's just a ridiculous okay. Ricky Ricky laugh. That's just but Ricky which laugh. Bit the film, yeah. Which bit of the episode? Can you tell? Hang on, let me play again. Is, is that when, from when he goes back, who says Farron has to be depressing? All right, let's you try and guess. Is it when he's pulling that guy's trousers? Yes, out? it is. Yeah, it's got to be, isn't it? It's a wonderful moment. That. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Jack Hendel. 
Let's grow ourselves a big lanky goggle-eyed freak. Nice. <laughs> I love that. Guy. And Mr. Seth Bolton over in Spain. <laughs> oh, right. My favourite buzzers, I think, so far, by the way, of the whole show. Oh, gosh. Who says Speech buzzers have to be depressing? <laughs> so, okay, without further ado, now, question number one. This is very easy, so I'm only going to give one point, and you have to get both the, you have to get both the things to get the point. Right. Otherwise, you don't get anything. I don't need the artist, just need a song. What two songs do Neil and the lovely Rachel dance to? One of them's just Neil. <laughs> I think I heard that. I think I heard James. <laughs> the way that whole buzzer to finish, even though I pressed it last. Go on. All right, so we got BG's uh, dancing. What's the full title? Oh fuck! Uh, just dance. Oh, I'm dancing. I don't know. I don't know. I should be title. dancing. You should be dancing. You should be dancing. Oh, yeah. Be dancing. And can anyone tell me the second? The next night feeder. Let's grow ourselves a big lanky dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually that. not Saturday night feeder. It's more than a woman. More than a woman. Oh, yes. Oh bollocks! So, I should night feeder not Saturday. Yeah. No one gets a point then, no, no because well, we none of get... you, none of you had to get two, you had to get both to get a point. So I oh, could give you both half a mark, but no, no, no. no so that's just, too just for that, Daddy. The question was too easy. Okay, calm down, everyone. All right. Or you won't. Ever, none of you will get any points. <laughs> question number two. Right, what song does David Brent hum when he's doing his dance? I've always wondered this, guys. Da, 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 da. I don't know what that is. Though. Is it Menabry? Can I just give you the artist? Isn't it Scatman? No. Scatman? I think it's one of the... I, I thought it was made, something made up, but then uh, everyone always uh, seems uh, to get the tune uh, straight away. So go on. Uh, uh, it uh, is uh, the uh, Tramps uh. Disco Inferno. Burn, baby, is it? Burn. Yes. Is that, it is, because nice. you know the big guys. Do, 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 do you know this for a fact, or are you just assuming? Do, 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 I think you're just assuming here. It's on the... Are you just lying for whatever that guy said? It's on the Wikipedia page for Disco Inferno, so that's as good as a fact for me. So far, no points for anybody? No, no points so far? Okay. Question number three. How much did David Brent raise last time? £300. £300 is correct. Well done, Mr. Jack. Mr. Jack. <laughs> it's a system yes. of doubt. Mr. Off, Jack, I can't. Mr. Jack, <laughs> yes. Mr. Jack. <laughs> Your buzzer is ridiculously long, Jack. I, I know. Every time I press it, even especially when I press it in a second, okay. you have to just wait. Question number four. Fingers on buzzers is very easy, this one. <laughs> Who's Gar's friend other than the Og Monster? Okay, I definitely heard the monkey first, James. Go on. Uh, Jimmy the Perv. Jimmy the Perv, yes. Jimmy the Perv. Okay, question number five. It's a bit obscure, this one. What sandwich does Lee get Dawn? <laughs> James, James, he knows. He knows I, I know it as well, I think. Prawn and avocado. I know it. Yeah. Yeah. avocado yeah. it is. Well done, James. <laughs> Did you think that was going to be a question? No, 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 I just heard it. I just heard no, it. I remember okay. it as well. Stitched up. We can hear your buzzer just fine. So. Every time I get stitched up. <laughs> question number six. How much does Dawn raise before Lee arrives? Let's go ourselves a big lanky goggle-eyed freak. Once again, okay, it's Jack. Was it, no, was it or was it you? I okay, I'll, I'll give it to Jack. I'll give it to Jack. A tenner. A tenner, no. Oh, is it? James. Oh. 19. 19 pound, oh. yeah. You really have. You know exactly what questions I'm going to ask. That's the problem. <laughs> I don't okay. I just know too much question about this fucking show. Question number seven. <laughs> no, well, okay, right. Everyone should, have, everyone should get this if you yeah. know my questioning style at all. What amount? No, no, you've got at least wait for the question to finish before you ask. It. Here we go. Yeah, I know it though. Already. I feel yeah, like yeah, you're yeah, in a yeah. pay penalty. I know, I know for that. It's be. What amount's on the check at the end? Let's grow ourselves a big lanky goggle-eyed freak. 
120 pounds. 120 pounds. Well done, Jack. <laughs> so what's the scores now? What's going on? It's two to Jack, three to James. Ooh. Seth still waiting to get off the mark. Um, and in fact... <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> I've only got one more question. Good, didn't want to. I've, yeah. only got, I've only got one more oh, question. In fact, I've got potentially two more questions. You're going to have to, just in case okay, I, well, I might get this one. Okay, not okay, okay a very easy one. Okay, two things for one point. What two things does Lenny Henry tell Dawn French to do in David Brent's fictitious oh, anecdote about saving Africans. Yeah, she, she's... Okay, do you want to buzz? Anyone buzzing? What do you mean? I think I know. What, what fictitious jobs? I'm trying to think of even what... Squirrel, Seth. Doing the washing up, taking out the rubbish. Yes, doing that's the washing up. That's what Dawn tells him to do. No. Yeah, that's what the question was. Yeah, no, no, you said, no. what does Lenny Henry tell he her to do? He does tell her to do it. He says, do it yourself. Oh, 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 Good pull, Danny. Yes. That's true. So yeah. they, they, technically speaking, they both... Yeah, yes. uh, yeah, exactly. But she told him to do it first. Uh, anyway. Semantics. You knew, you knew that was what I meant. Honestly, I thought it... And that is what I want. Yeah, I thought that was what you meant. But then I thought, no, it's got to be something else because that's... Anyway, forget it. He's done Right, okay, right, final right. question. When David Brent comes out in his walk on walk on emu outfit, what British comedian is he imitating? <laughs> Jack. Ron Hull. No. Oh, fuck, that's what I was gonna say. Roy Hudd. No. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. No. <laughs> Still not Roy Hudd. Hang on, let me try. <laughs> no. Ron, Ron Hull. No, is it is it no, it's um Oh, Who does that? Know. He actually has a walk-on suit with a with a with a proper you know feet. It's not an emu then. It's not. No, no, no. no um, it's okay. It's not an emu. It's a, it's a walk-on ostrich. I I phrased that wrong. Sorry, Ron yeah, Hull was emu. Walk-on yeah. ostrich. I don't know. <laughs> he, he didn't walk in it. I I literally made that confusing because I said emu and no, Ron no, no, Hull was I, in your head. I know what you mean, but I, I, I don't know it. I don't know it. It's, I don't know. It was. Um, does anyone watch? Uh, does anyone watch Inside Number Nine? Of course. Right. Remember? Oh, oh, oh! I know what it is. Too late now. He's not getting a point for this. No, hang on, it's... He's not getting a point for this. It's Rory Clifton. Let's grow but, ourselves a big, lanky, goggle-eyed freak. Jack, you want to have a go? No, but I just wanted to ruin that. Seth, any, any more? <laughs> it's that dressing no room. No idea. It's the dressing room. She's a cracker. It's Bernie Clifton. Bernie Clifton. Bernie Clifton's dressing room, Bonk. yes. That's a cracking episode of Inside Number 9, by the way. It is indeed. But, okay, James has won again. And what are we doing for that? Oh, come on. James yeah. gets three, Jack gets two, Seth gets one, and James so has James won. So James wins I am Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Yes. So, so you're on, James has won now on both series quizzes. So Undispu- Undisputed. Yes. Yeah. Brilliant. So that's the end of the quiz. Yeah. That's the real quiz. Yeah. Once again, everybody, well done. Excellent episode. Brilliant analysis. Excellent quiz from Danny. Yep, well. Excellent victory by me (laughs) in the quiz. So, (laughs) thanks again for listening, everybody. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this show. Uh, We've also got a live quiz next week, just to make everybody aware. We're going to put some adverts on Facebook and everything so you can all see when that's going to be. Yeah, because James has now won the series quiz. He's won series one and series two overall. So, there's little point in actually making next week's quiz. We don't. Please don't make me. Please don't make next. We will try twice as hard. So what we're going to do is we're going to do another live quiz. So in case you didn't catch our first live quiz we did for the end of series one, we're going to do another one. So it's going to be live broadcast on Facebook. So you'll get to see all all of our wonderful faces. Yeah. And we're going to do a phone in. So a few of you listeners can phone in and actually get involved and start answering some of the questions and try your hand at one of Danny's quizzes. Yeah. It'll be yeah. Teams will be me and James again. So we'll have a a guest. uh, yeah. So the quiz is going to be on Tuesday, the fourth of December, at half past eight in the evening, GMT. Yeah. So you so guys, you guys, you guys have to figure that out wherever you are. Yeah. In the world. So we're not going to do it for you. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter, and yeah, we'll put it on one of them probably. Yeah. yeah. 
Thanks again for listening, everybody. And um, don't forget to rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us drive ourselves up the ranking. We've had some fantastic reviews this week. Loads of really nice comments. And you know what I really like about these reviews is they're all in quotes. Yeah. So yeah, if, fair, if, you, if you're going to leave us a review, put as many quotes as well, you can. Well, in fact, if, even if you haven't left us a review or have no intention in leaving, leaving us a review, it's definitely worth reading some of them yeah. because there's some fucking yeah. hilarious ones on here. This one, they're all really videos. clever. Some, it goes, it goes some... to show how clever the Office fans are. Do you want to quote into any... Anything they can. All right, well, that's it then. Thanks very much for listening, everybody, and good night. Yeah, we didn't, like I said, we didn't bring a proper mic, did we? We won't really use this podcast material, actually. <laughs> Don't be disappointed if your bit's not in. Boring, isn't it? Not for me. I like it. Women are dirty. And I'm boring myself talking about it. <laughs>